my whole team was just because it hasn't been done before it doesn't mean that it can't be done now so I was very strong will gave me the platform to to put a map in place of how I could actually do it subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now Adrian Barry, good morning. Morning, Shed. Ashley O'Reilly, good morning. Good morning, Shane. How are things? How are you keeping? Not too bad, all good. good. Uh, a quiet night in football. Frank Lampard, it turns out, has uh, had a rude awakening to his return as Chelsea manager. Four games, four defeats, one goal scored, seven conceded. Um, it's not going to plan, is it, for Todd Bowley or for Frankie? Uh, no. Um, no, no, no. Definitely not for Todd Bowley. I would argue less so on Frank. You know, like it's not that he... He obviously... There's a weirdness about this whole story. It's a very complex thing that we mm. could probably spend a couple of hours talking about, I think. But um, Let's do that, Adrian. <laughs> yeah. If only we had a show that lasted two and a half hours. <laughs> we could really get into this. Uh, it just feels like there's a weird sort of a, like a laughing at Frank stuff going on. Um, from fa- fans, certainly a little bit of in the media, like he's a bit of a uh, caricature. People, uh, you know, people are hoping that he'll fail um, because they can poke a bit of fun at him. Has he really done that badly? On his return, yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know yet. Yeah, all four games, tough games, tough games. Two, two of them against Real Madrid, right? Two of them against Real Madrid, who are scoring goals for fun. Like, even if you look at the game last night, right? If you start, and sorry, the other one was it Wolves? The other one, Colmes, Wolves, Brighton, Brighton, Brighton are a really good team. Mm. Does any team in the league could lose to Brighton at the minute? I mean, not without Evan Ferguson at the exact minute, but generally they're a really good team, and it's not just him; they have players all over the park. So. I think that everything in, in a bit of context here. The manager didn't lose his job because they were going very well. The manager lost his job because they were crap. So he's coming into a team who are as low as a snake's belly, as the expression goes, and uh, haven't been playing very good football. And for all the money they spent, don't have a striker. Mm. So, like, you look at them last night for 60 minutes, and I thought it was a good case point. Because actually, I was happened to be in the studio last week after the first leg, and I kind of felt for the first 15 minutes of the game last week, they were really good. Like, they could have scored a goal inside the first two or three minutes last week. They scored two goals in the first five minutes. They could have had three after about 15. Now, they didn't take any of those. And last night was an extension of that across 60 minutes. Uh, Joanne had a great stat on the coverage last night that they had... um, 86 shots for one goal in April, in the month of April. Mm. So, like, I know... That, does, that doesn't say to me that the manager's doing something incredibly bad. That says to me that they're creating an awful lot of chances. I still don't fully understand how... So they don't have a striker. Somebody After spending just, 600 million. Yeah, and that's, but that's not Frank's fault. No, no. But and, and I also don't understand how... So we, we say they don't have a striker as a reason why they haven't converted more of those 86 chances. Like as a, as, as a professional footballer, like looking at some of the chances they got last night. Yeah, you're like, come oh on. Oh my God, you're like playing football the, for as a professional. That ball's fallen to Kante, that's the point. If they had bought a striker, that ball's fallen to he, a he does, striker. He, he does play... Too far up the pitch. Frank was a bit like that the last time he was at Chelsea. Mm. Figures that N'Golo Conte should be playing further up the pitch. I think that if they had an actual striker, they could probably rely a little bit less on that. Were you surprised that he came back in? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised. And by the way, it's not that I'm not... It's, I'm not all sort of singing and dancing about Frank Lampard here. Like, it's... I just think that he needs no, to be cut... You are, cut, go on. Go he on, needs to be singing. cut a bit of a break. I was surprised. I watched the Liverpool game that he was at the day before I think that he got announced and I definitely thought oh there's a nice shot of Frank that's that's great now I wonder because he's not on punditry or whatever he must be just 
just there for the night. And then he was like, obviously in a director's box, or whatever. So it was a bit of a surprise the next morning, where uh, to me when all that sort of came out. Well, but he was supposed to be doing punditry, wasn't he? For the first that first game, he took in charge of Chelsea. He was down to do punditry mm. at the Real Madrid game, wasn't it? Um, so he was down. Oh, was he? I think so. Yeah, right. he'd been down and obviously had to change Jesus his plans. But right. so you can't you can't blame Frank for taking the job. Like if you're if he's going to get offered that job yeah. for the rest of the season, the amount of money he's going to get for this he makes sense from his it. perspective. Yeah. But like, where <laughs> you just wonder, will it do more damage than good for thing. his reputation I, I, as a manager? 100%. That, look, that is a good question, and I'm going to come off like the one here who's saying that Frank Lampard is the reincarnation of a young Alex Ferguson. I'm not saying that at all. He obviously. Um, I I do believe that uh, Chelsea is a, definitely a level above where he should be. I I agree with that all day long. Yes. But neither do I think that he's the clown that he's being painted, and he doesn't know what no. he's doing, and he's fumbling around. Who, but who's painting him as a clown? You think the you media just pick up a lot of the papers today, and there is a bit of a sneering about, like, frankly, not good enough. There's all yeah. this sort of stuff going on. There does feel to be a bit of a sneering about him. And as I said, it's not that I don't think his shortcomings. Like you look at the game last night, they're. They they should absolutely unquestionably be, unquestionably have been ahead on sixty minutes last night. There's no doubt about it. They they had created a whole lot of chances. The difficulty against a team like Madrid is once you concede, you have to go after the game. And I actually was impressed in some ways that they only lost two 0 in the end because they were obviously committing more players forward. Mm. They made the substitutions. I'd be critical of them for the length of time it took them to make the substitutions. It was basically ten minutes after Madrid scored. Everybody, the writing's on the wall after Madrid go one up. There's no need to hang off on your, uh, you know, um, Joao, uh, Felix, uh, Mudrick and Sterling come on. What was that about? What was his decision making there? You, we, like, so yeah. Frank does, obviously, Chelsea not having a striker is not Frank's fault, as you say. But Frank picked the team last night. Yeah. Yes. It felt like the wrong, mm. obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but it well, felt like the wrong approach. What if, what if Kanta had scored that goal? You're 2-0 down, you're, you're down already. But, but what if Kanta had scored that goal and it got to 2-1? We'd be having a very different conversation, I think. Would Sterling or Felix, if that, or Felix as he likes to be pronounced, would... As would, is his actual name. Of course. <laughs> as he likes to be pronounced. His name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go Felix. But if that ball had fallen to Felix or Sterling, that there's a higher percentage chance that, that ball's end in the back of the net uh, so possibly is that not on Lampard then to be putting proper players in number 10 position that can score I wouldn't be look you can you certainly argue that as we sit here in the cold light of day tomorrow well, yeah. uh, uh, today 55-60 minutes into the game yesterday I wasn't thinking like that I thought geez, if they get a goal here this is on now the only thing is it is Real Madrid uh, they've scored over their last um uh, seven, uh, bum, 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 uh, six games in April so far and have scored 17 goals right so the idea that you're not going to concede against Madrid in a game like that mm. in a team like Chelsea at the minute yeah. is highly unlikely anyway um, but I don't know look at well, they 19 I'm, shots Chelsea last night yeah, yeah. like that, 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 that's not a team that don't know what they're doing I'm sorry mm. that like you can read all the reports this morning and listen to all the experts but that is not a team that don't know what they're doing but sure it's a results business you can't lose you can't take charge of a team and then lose your first four games and expect expect headlines that don't I'm saying I'm saying all bit. this in the context that I don't think anybody could have made a case for Chelsea beat Madrid no, I don't. Rafa Benitez tried to do it in the papers yesterday, which was which I found hilarious. He was like, "This is how Liverpool or Chelsea can can turn it around tonight." I'm like, mm. Come on, Rafa! I know you're desperate for a job, but this is not <laughs> this is not the way to approach it. You look at, when you're looking at the odds for an ex Chelsea manager. This is uh, who will be in charge of the first game of next season. Nagelsmann is still the favourite, narrowly ahead of Luis Enrique and Maurizio Pochettino. So any, still the big any, names, but any, any of those any of those managers that wouldn't. Okay, four 0 
over two legs. <clears throat> Losing 2-0 to Madrid in a, in a game of football is not a bad result. It's not a bad result. There's not an awful lot of teams in the Premier League that would come away with, with mm-hmm. only a 2-0 defeat. Um, any of those managers that would have done any better than him over the two legs? The problem now is they're not going to get Champions League football for next season, so why would any of those managers take over Chelsea? And look at the yeah, state of their squad. Yeah, the, moolah. the, the money. Well, that's the very moolah, but the moolah, I think mm-hmm. that's like Yeah, but it could be a bad PR move for them. Like, mm. you know, if, if, if you walk into a dressing room with so many characters, sure, we, we were talking earlier in the season about the fact that Chelsea players have to use a couple of dressing rooms in training sessions because there's not enough room for the size of their squad. Um, the amount of egos in that team as well. Surely even players like Felix and, and Mudrick and Sterling on the bench. A lot of lads are not going to want to be there next season because mm-hmm. they're not getting game time. They're not going to get Champions League football. We know that. So why would Nagelsmann, Enrique, Pochettino, these lads take that job? Like Lampard is actually the fourth favourite to be permanently in charge next season. It's not the craziest idea. It isn't. Like it's not beyond the realms of possibility. If he, I, I don't believe that the football. I'm obviously saying the chances they're creating. Yeah. If they start to convert a couple of those. Maybe they need a couple of players to come in. Yeah, they need a striker. But even when you're naming out all those players, like they've such a serious yeah, squad when you yeah. think about it, that oh. they're actually like where they're sitting at the minute is is actually surprising. It's, an, it's mental. Yeah, I, I just don't know how anyone could control the egos in that dressing room. Clearly, Graham Potter couldn't. Uh, and and I definitely felt sorry for Potter. I think Potter has more sympathy than maybe Lampard. I don't know why. There is that kind of Lampard is a figure of ridicule to some but, yeah. but Todd Bowley is the real figure of ridicule here because I don't know how many times during the match last night the camera panned That's up to Bowley and it's like he's sitting on his phone at one point just before Real opened the score and then it goes up to him two minutes later after the goal and he's just yeah. <laughs> he I think that's I, I think it's the unbelief yeah. he's, look, uh, he's not running the club well he's going into the dressing room uh, for an hour uh, talking to the players Look, I, sometimes that stuff gets... I don't know. I wasn't there. Who the hell knows, right? But like the only thing we have evidence of is the amount of players he bought and the amount of money he spent and it hasn't been the smartest move in the world. And Potter paid the price for that. Mm. Um, Lampard is to a degree paying a little bit of the price now as well. Uh, him appearing on the screen is a difficult one because like, he's been spoken about in a way that a lot of owners don't get spoken about. And uh, again, there's that bit of a figure of fun thing. Mm. Um, I d- d- the... Madrid, on the other hand, by the way, just looked so impressive again last night. Mm-hmm. Like their calmness in front of goal. Um, the was it Vinicius Junior gets it, and Chelsea had had a chance up the other end just before that, and they'd taken a bit of a swipe at it, mm-hmm. out of like a bit of a panic, and um, Courtois had come out and blocked down and blocked it away. I think it was Vinicius Junior who gets it and holds on to it in that little bit of calmness, in the melee of the madness of what's going on in the box and just a little slovy little ball in for yeah. a three goal and they bury it. It's just... The second goal even as well. He took, he took his while, to, I mean, he had, he had an open goal, but he took his while to tap that in. It's he like did. Waiting for, the, yeah. waiting for the challenge for the goalkeeper. So, it, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a perfect game management from Real, mm. you felt. Like Ancelotti... And that's what they do best. 100%. Mm. Game management. They were, they were ridiculously good. A couple of comments coming in on Chelsea here on the, the YouTube channel. Uh, Stephen Donnellan says, last time Chelsea didn't make Champions League, they still managed to get Conte in and win the league the following season. So not having Champions League football doesn't put off big managers. That's maybe a fair point. Um, like Chelsea, you're still a big club. It's I think if job. you're a big manager, you sort of say to yourself, it's nearly... It's nearly... You're nearly, it's nearly, you're nearly better off going in there. Because they're at, they're can only at a go low. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You're like a hero if you get Champions League football. That's You don't need to win the league even the next year. That's it's why for Lampard coming in now to lift the mood at this point in the season, I just... Yeah, it should be perfect. It's, oh. It should be perfect. As in, it was so low under Potter. 
but then he comes but in but also for him four. at this point the players are just well, yeah. like there's no chance <laughs> yeah we're, we're done it's yeah. come close to the end yeah, was, you know I, next year yes okay next season there's there's more of a chance I wonder I was looking at the aftermath of the game last night and I could see Lampard going around and like Modric is over and they're having a bit of, they're having a little bit of a chat and a hug and Ancelotti is over and then a bit of a chat and a hug <laughs> like I feel a bit like there's a bit of the Roy Keynes about him mm. like none of those personalities are talking to Lampard as the manager yeah there's a game recognises game which yeah. has nothing to do with his You're abilities as a manager it's like let's let's just acknowledge each other here Modric there's a bit of a like, bit of a Roy Keane there like. yeah like what, what was he what did Lampard shout across to Jurgen Klopp that time was it during, was it during Covid no, oh, quite, I remember that quite chat. clearly could hear him shouting things to, to Jurgen Klopp about giving him, it all that him not, not being a player Something like that, and say, "Oh, you won the league last season, and you're giving it the big one." Sort of, oh sort yeah, of vibe. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit, it was a bit. He off. was a player, of course, but of no, course. not not at that level. At the high level, uh, Colin making the point that uh, Chelsea appointment of Conte that was 2016-17, and there were fewer appealing jobs, which is maybe also also accurate. But there's a lot of there's a lot of big managers available. Oh yeah, like it's probably a time to to go for these lads, but. I don't know. Uh, is it Win Stanley? Is the Paul Win Stanley and Lawrence Stewart are the co-sporting directors of Chelsea? They're the ones who decided to get rid of Graham Potter. Their names kind of go under the radar a little bit. In what sense? Uh, it, well, it, it, they made the decision to get rid of Potter now. Oh, yeah. Like there's there is the argument out there that maybe you sh- should have held on to Graham Potter. Like you can't ju- you just can't keep firing and hiring managers. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. Well, th- that's clearly the likes of Todd Bowley has no problem doing it. But well, we were told that that was the one thing we were told about Todd Bowley when he takes over. He loves a long-term project. Mm. There'll be no Graham Potter, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. That was the Don't whole thing with Graham yeah. Potter. That's what you're here to do, develop. Yeah. Like, develop yeah. the team. you absolutely fine. A few of the comments. Uh, Noel Cal, you can blame him. Yes, you can blame him. His arrogance to believe he's good enough, maybe admit he's not good enough. I assume you're talking about Lampard there. Um, Michael says maybe Chelsea are paying the price for the changing. He's of the not owners. going to come out and say what's he going to? What do you expect him to do? <laughs> what do you expect yeah. him to say? Like he's not yeah. going to come out and go. Yeah, listen, I'm not up to this. And even last night, I'm just reading his quotes from after the match last night, he says, I won't let anyone off the hook in terms of seeing this season out. It has to be the opposite. He's talking about how many crosses they had, how many chances they had, how many shots yeah, they had. Yeah, didn't he say they were a be- the better team? He's they were, they, they, that, he, yeah. they, he was saying they were the better team for 60 minutes. Mm. You can make that case. You, you could make that case. Well, last it's night not, was it's the not most, crazy thought. It was the most promising performance of the four so far on yeah. the Lampard. So you have to give him the next... It's Brentford, I think, next for them. I okay. mean, that, well, it's not going to... That's not an easy Premier League no. game to, no. to, to try and bounce back and get a three points in. Um, so no easy concerned. games that level, Shane. No easy games. It's a game of two halves as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 45 minutes. Um, any other cliches you want to throw in there? Got to stick the ball in the onion tack. You do. Cetera, yeah, 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 the onion tack. I like that one. <laughs> I usually go with the onion bag, but we'll, we'll, we'll stick that one in as well. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.